Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, December 26th. Today, on this date in 1966, celebrations for the first Kwanzaa began in the U.S. The holiday stretches until January 1st and celebrates African American culture. On this date in 2006, Gerald Ford, the 38th president of the U.S., died in California. Ford was the country's only president who was not elected. He took over as president after President Richard Nixon resigned. And for your morning y'all trivia question, for some countries across the world today, the day after Christmas, there's another holiday celebrated, and it's a day that traditionally was for servants. Do you know what holiday it is and what countries celebrate it? I'll tell you in just a few minutes. But first, let's have a look at that forecast. Good morning, everyone. Meteorologist Chris Holtzman here. Temperatures for the day will be in the 60s, another mild day, and we will see rain around. And not expecting widespread heavy rain, more so the mist and drizzle could have some low visibility. And then some storms may develop later this evening as that area of low pressure moves along the coast. Finally clears out late tonight, and then we are looking at uh, at least more settled weather for the day on Wednesday, but future tracker shows there's that area of low pressure and that eventually moves out of the area late tonight into tomorrow morning. An additional half of an inch to an inch of rain can be expected as we head through the rest of the day. Tonight, temperatures are back to near 60 degrees with dense fog developing overnight. The rest of our seven-day forecast has cooler temperatures as we head into the weekend with overnight lows eventually in the 30s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. The South Carolina Highway Patrol is investigating after two pedestrians were hit in Berkeley County. Troopers tell us that collision happened yesterday on Howe Hall Road at Addison Drive. Troopers say two victims were standing on the edge of the road near a Chevy pickup truck that was stuck in a ditch on Howe Hall. Now, troopers say that's when they were hit. One of the victims died. The other was taken to an area hospital for treatment. The victims' names have not yet been released. Well, let's head to the Capitol now. Two low country lawmakers have pre-filed two separate bills to set a minimum salary for teachers in the state. Representatives Joseph Jefferson and Representative Wendell Gilliard filed the bills. The In Jefferson's bill, it would require new teachers to get at least $52,000 annually beginning in the 24-25 school year. And any current teachers in the 23-24 school year making less than that must get no less than $55,000 annually. Gilliards is similar, except that number jumps to $70,000 by the 24-25 school year. Last year, school districts in the Tri-County approved increases to teacher pay. In Charleston County, for example, starting teachers now make just under $50,000. An upstate lawmaker has pre-filed a bill that would exempt certain ammunition from sales tax in South Carolina. Representative Ashley Trantham, who represents Greenville, proposed House Bill H24 or 4557 last month. The amendment uh, the amendment describes a small arms as any portable firearm designed to be carried and operated by a single person, including rifles, shotguns, pistols, and revolvers with no barrel greater than an internal diameter of a 50 caliber or a shotgun of 10th gauge or smaller. Right now, South Carolina state sales tax is 6%. The General Assembly returns to the State House in January.
A family is getting a five-figure payout following a lawsuit alleging the Berkeley County School District was negligent in a former teacher's actions involving a then four-year-old student. Live 5's Raphael James has the details. According to the lawsuit, the incident happened at Westview Primary School six years ago when the child was four years old. The parent claims that the teacher, Lisa Merrill, responding to what she thought was misbehavior, scratched the child on his face, neck, and side, and they say then tried to hide the injuries. The suit goes on to say the child had to withdraw from school for a while because of mental and emotional anguish, and that Merrill was forced to give up her teaching license. The parent says the district was negligent in allowing the teacher to verbally, emotionally, and physically assault the child and failing to monitor her actions. The lawsuit was settled last month when the Insurance Reserve Fund paid out a $20,000 settlement to the family for the incident. In the control room, Raphael James, Live 5 News. Turning a heartbreaking negative into a heartwarming positive. That's exactly what one family whose son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and treacher's Collins syndrome is doing for others, experiencing medical hardships. Live 5's Alicia Wimberly joins me now and tells us about a special project they've come up with to make it happen. Alicia, good morning. Nick, good morning. Now, imagine finding out a heartbreaking reality about your child, but instead of breaking down, you'd use that information to help build families back up. C.J. Knighton has three sons. Knighton and her husband noticed early on one of their sons, Hunter Knighton, looked a bit different. When Hunter failed his newborn hearing screening, C.J. decided to dig deeper into the issue. Within five months, Knighton figured out her son was experiencing treacher colon syndrome. Treacher colon syndrome is when the bones and tissue in the face are underdeveloped when a child is born. Hunter's second big diagnosis was on October 17, 2022. He was experiencing all of the symptoms of type 1 diabetes. He is the most incredible little boy, and he's so strong, and he takes on everything in the most amazing way, and he's, he's our little hero. What originally began as a Halloween, what originally began as a Halloween costume, the Nine family needed a wagon for theme onward, which is based on the Pixar movie. After Halloween, Nine didn't just want to get rid of it, so they came up with the idea to gift the wagon to a family who's been experiencing medical hardships, and the wagon project began. Now, from gifting their first wagon to a two-year-old battling cancer at MUSC to helping multiple children every year, the Nines knew they wanted to continue gifting wagons and helping families. So it's been amazing. Um, we love doing it. It's special to us. And we just, we've been there. We know what it's like. Diagnosis day is the hardest day that they will ever experience. Um, and it's, you know, we want them to feel supported and know that there's a community to, there for all their questions and needs. And we want them to start off with some T1D supplies. CJ has an Amazon wish list for the Extraordinary Wagon Project, and you can help kids just like Hunter and donate. You can also help fill supplies for future baskets to come. You can find that list on this web story at Live5News.com. Reporting live here in downtown Charleston, Alicia Wimberly, Live5 News. All right, thanks, Alicia. The CDC is warning that flu and COVID combined with holiday gatherings could lead to a spike in illnesses this winter. As CBS's Lilia Luciano reports, a new variant of coronavirus called JN1 may be more contagious but less severe. 
COVID-19 cases are rising as a record number of people are traveling this holiday season. Typically, I will wear a mask. I didn't expect this many people right here, but I did bring one to wear on the plane. A new fast-spreading COVID variant named JN1 now makes up 44% of all cases nationwide, more than doubling its share from the week before. The World Health Organization has called this new JN1 variant a variant of interest. What does that mean? JN1, which we're now seeing, is one that clearly is spreading very quickly around the world. And there's evidence that it is actually causing an increased number of illnesses, and particularly even in some who have already had COVID before or may have been vaccinated before. This comes as 23 states are reporting high levels of respiratory illnesses, including COVID-19 and the flu. The CDC sent an urgent alert this month about low vaccination rates. Less than 20% of adults have received the new COVID-19 vaccine and less than 10% of children. Our concern is, is that while the overall number of serious illnesses per number of people infected will be lower than we saw previous in the pandemic, If we're seeing widespread transmission, we're going to see deaths go up. We're going to see the number of hospitalized patients going up. And so that to us is is really a a critical challenge uh, in the days ahead. A World Health Organization report issued last week said that even though JN1 is better at evading our immune systems, the latest vaccine is still likely to be effective. The pandemic was so traumatic for people that they just wanted to be over and done with. They want to put it in the back window and never think about it again. But COVID is going to be with us for the foreseeable future. That does not mean it has to dominate or rule our lives if we take sensible precautions. Lilia Luciano, CBS News, New York. So far, the data shows that symptoms for this variant appear similar to previous waves. Experts say the best precautions are to get vaccinated for respiratory illnesses, to test before large family gatherings, and if you feel sick, to stay home. Well, it is an ongoing shortage of ADHD uh, medication in the low country that's got families scrambling to fill prescriptions and get some answers. ADHD medication shortages started around this time last year due to an increase of restrictions on controlled substances and an increase in the number of diagnoses after the pandemic. Another being the increase in remote workers and virtual learning students after the pandemic. The hope was to have brands restocked by the start of the new year, but manufacturers have been unable to provide any reassurances. It would be nice to have some answers from someone when it's, you know, Well, the first thing would be, why is this happening? Why all of a sudden now are they having a hard time getting the medications to the pharmacies? And um, do they see any end to it? The Drug Enforcement Administration released a public statement in November. They claim the shortage is from manufacturers not producing full amounts of the drug, resulting in a shortfall of 1 billion doses. They add they're taking proactive measures to provide the necessary prescriptions to patients taking stimulant medications and avoid the chance of another shortage. At the beginning of the show, I told you about the holiday celebrated today in some countries across the world. That holiday is Boxing Day. Some believe its origin came from the rich who gave presents to their servants or household staff. Others believe the day comes from how church clergy would donate small boxes of money or food to those less fortunate. Some of the countries that celebrate Boxing Day include the UK, Canada, and Australia. Celebrating birthdays today, actor Jared Leto turns 52. 
Actor Kit Harington from Game of Thrones turns 37. Rock singer Chris Daughtry turns 44. And Baseball Hall of Famer Ozzie Smith is 69. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.